You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 59, How and Why I Joined Actors' Equity Association. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Barra here. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my Build Your Musical Theater audition book, online course. Now, as a musical theater actor, you know that your audition book is the most important thing that you own. Whether you're an aspiring actor in high school, a college student getting ready for summer stock auditions, or a professional gearing up for auditions in a big city, your audition book can make or break you. Desperate for some audition book inspiration? Dozens of students are finding massive success with my online course, Build Your Musical Theater Audition Book. As a student of the course, you'll gain access to videos breaking down each genre, including traditional musical theater, contemporary musical theater, and pop and rock, downloadable audition book checklists and templates to stay organized, multiple lists of song suggestions by genre and vocal type, tips on how to find the perfect audition songs, the ultimate guide to making audition cuts, and examples of 32-bar and 16-bar cuts in each genre. Ready to get started? Go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash book to learn more. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. This specific episode was inspired by a couple of questions that I have received lately on Instagram. A few of you have asked me how I joined Actors' Equity Association and why I joined. And this is honestly a great question because when you look at the current industry trends... We have a ton of non-equity national tours, non-equity contracts in beautiful regional theaters. And when you tally all of that up, it looks like there are a lot of jobs for non-union actors out there. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Actors' Equity Association, let me just break it down for you real quick. So, Actors' Equity Association, or commonly referred to as AEA or just equity, is the performing arts union representing right now more than 51,000 professional stage actors and stage managers in the United States. This is different than Screen Actors Guild or SAG-AFTRA, which represents screen actors. Equity basically exists to provide a wide range of benefits for actors and stage managers by negotiating wages, working conditions, 
providing health and pension plans for its members, and a lot more. When we talk about equity, it's important to discuss who exactly runs the union. As a representative democracy, equity is governed by members for members. Its chief policymaking and governing body, the National Council, is elected by the membership and composed of literally working actors and stage managers. There are three different ways to join the union. Actors may join the association by virtue of employment under an equity contract, simply meaning they auditioned for a show and were given an equity contract. The second way is by virtue of prior membership in a performing arts sister union like Screen Actra, AGMA, AGVA, etc., or through the equity membership candidate program. The last one, the EMC program or the equity membership candidate program, basically gives you one point per week that you work at a participating equity theater. As of recording this podcast, you need exactly 25 weeks to join Actors' Equity through the EMC program. It used to be 50, but as of a couple years ago, it changed to 25. I did join the EMC program back in 2015 when I performed at Connecticut Repertory Theater. I played Wendy and Peter Pan there, and I was also in the ensemble in Les Mis, directed by Broadway legend Terrence Mann, which was an incredible story in itself. We'll save that for another podcast episode. But that's actually not how I joined. So once I graduated college, I had a decent resume of professional and educational theater credits, like I worked at Theater Under the Stars in Houston, Connecticut Repertory Theater, the Count Basie Theater in New Jersey. I performed in an off-Broadway production in New York City from its earliest ages, and then I played leads at Texas State University. I hustled, but I didn't have my equity card yet, so... I went to literally every professional audition in New York City, New Jersey, and Philadelphia. I trekked to open calls in every type of weather, equity principal auditions, equity chorus calls. I was turned away because I was still non-union. I submitted my headshot and resume to various casting directors. I signed up for an account on Backstage and Actors Access. I thumbed through the job boards every single day on Playbill and Broadway World. Basically, I made it my mission to hit the ground running full force after I graduated. So it was late in the audition season and I was getting exhausted. Going to EPAs and ECCs as a non-union actor, waiting all day in crowded holding rooms, only not to get seen, was a bummer, and it was really starting to take a toll on me physically and emotionally. Though I was losing steam, this was around September after I graduated, I pushed myself and decided to attend an open call for a production at the Fireside Theater, which is a regional theater in Wisconsin. Open calls are notorious for being frequently unorganized free-for-alls. Because they don't need to follow any equity rules, open calls are at the discretion of the theater and its producers. Every single open call you go to 
is different. This audition was held at the former NOLA Studios in New York City and was open to all non-equity members first come, first serve. I arrived fairly early, signed up on the list with the monitor, and waited my turn. Little did I know that one audition would change the course of my career. From that audition, I landed a role in the ensemble of Phantom, covering Christine Daye with a fireside theater. The producer also offered me an equity contract, which, as we discussed earlier, would guarantee access to membership into the union. I signed my contract in November of 2017 and paid that gnarly initiation fee, and I officially joined Actors' Equity Association. I was over the moon. I was so excited, and I had been looking forward to that opportunity to getting my equity card my entire life. Ever since I learned about equity, that was my goal. Yes, Broadway is amazing, but having my equity card meant that I was officially a working professional actor. The big question, though, was why? Why should I join Actors' Equity? Why did I end up joining the union? Because I could have taken the opportunity to say, I don't want my equity card, but I still want to work at the theater. They would have gladly given me a non-union contract since they were giving me a contract to begin with to be in the show. I could have said, I just want to earn some more EMC points and join after I get enough points. I could have said no. And had I said no, I still could have worked at the theater and I might still right now be a non-union actor. I might even be working in a non-union national tour right now. Just to give you an idea of how many non-equity tours are currently going on or just recently ended within the past year or two, I will list a few for you. Non-equity tours basically mean they have no union contracts for equity members. They include An American in Paris, Bandstand, A Bronx Tale, The Buddy Holly Story, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Chicago, A Christmas Story, The Color Purple, Dirty Dancing, Elf, Escape to Margaritaville, Evita, Fiddler on the Roof, Finding Neverland, The King and I, Kinky Boots, Legally Blonde, Mamma Mia, Newsies, Once, Rent, Rock of Ages, Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, Something Rotten, The Sound of Music, The Spongebob Musical, Waitress, We Will Rock You, and The Wizard of Oz. Some of those musicals that I just listed began as equity tours. For example, off the top of my head, The Sound of Music, Chicago, Waitress, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Those shows all began on the road as equity tours, but then somewhere down the line, they revamped and became non-equity national tours. Most of these shows using the same costumes, the same set, the same everything except actors. The creative teams recast the show with non-equity actors. On the other hand, a lot of these non-equity tours began as equity shows on Broadway. Remember, all of the shows that you see on Broadway are run under Actors' Equity Association. Escape to Margaritaville is a perfect example where it 
began as a Broadway show under Actors' Equity Association, and the first national tour launched once the show closed on Broadway as a non-equity national tour. This leaves equity members frustrated, to put it lightly, because it just seems as though more and more national tours are going non-union. Remember, I could have chosen not to get my equity card and audition for these non-union national tours, but let me explain to you why I chose to get my card. Actors' Equity Association has fought time and time again for the dignity of the performer. Prior to the stage union, most actors worked without contract or security of any kind. Today, the union works diligently to negotiate contract rates, minimum salaries, ensure overtime pay, and extra pay for additional duties. Free housing is always provided on contract, and per diem is included on tour. When you decide to work on a non-equity national tour, you are not protected by the union. You don't make the same pay as an equity tour. You don't have the same rights. You don't have the same minimum salaries. You don't get overtime pay and extra pay. You don't always get free housing. Another thing that equity does is that it requires most producers to post a bond to ensure payment. What this means is that even if a show closes or a producer defaults on the show, you still get paid and you won't get stranded. Equity also makes sure that strict work rules are enforced on all equity contracts, including length of day, breaks in between rehearsal periods, days off, and safe and sanitary conditions. Now, I think this is the most important thing that Actors' Equity can do because they are the ones that are protecting you under an equity contract from getting injured, from getting sick. They're giving you the best possible work conditions so that you can stay safe and healthy while you're working. Imagine being Elphaba in a non-equity tour of Wicked. Of course, that hasn't happened, and I don't foresee it happening anytime soon, but imagine. I mean, imagine singing that score how many times a week and never having a day off, playing one-nighters at theaters and traveling on a bus in the morning to get to a show the next day. Equity would never let that happen unless something with the weather or something happens that they can't control. Another reason why I joined Actors' Equity Association, and this is very important if you're looking for a long-time career in the theater industry, unless otherwise noted, most equity contracts provide health insurance, pension, and 401k. If you want to pursue a career and be able to retire at some point, this is very important. I cannot stress this enough. You will be working the rest of your life if you don't have a health insurance plan, if you don't have pension, if you don't have a 401k plan set in place, you will never be able to retire unless you work another full-time job that gives you benefits like that. 
Equity has hospital and medical benefits that are provided by Cigna, also known as the medical plan. Prescription drug benefits are provided by ProAct. And even an optical plan provides eye coverage. Oh yeah, and they have uh, dental coverage available to participants on a voluntary self-pay basis through Cigna. Here's another one. If you are injured on the job ever, God forbid, Supplemental Workers' Comp Insurance provides additional compensation over and above Workers' Comp. Equity is looking after you just in case you are injured or sick and cannot go on, cannot perform. You won't be down and out all of your money. This is a really hard job to sustain, especially over the length of a decades-long career. Equity is trying to make it possible for you to do so without compensating your health. In regards to equity membership benefits... They have professional name protection, which basically just prohibits the issuing of a professional name that is identical or even similar sounding to that of an already current member of the union. So you will never be mixed up with another person in the union because you all will have your own name. If there are a couple of James Browns in the union or John Smiths, they're going to have to change their names so that you don't have more of the same. Tax assistance is also provided through Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, which is otherwise known as the VITA program. If you're a member of the union, that program provides and files your tax returns when you are seen on an appointment or walk-in basis. I've heard it's fantastic. Actors' Equity Association has membership discounts, which are amazing. They include classes, workshops, fitness centers and gyms, hotels and restaurants, salons and spas, studios and rehearsal spaces, subscriptions and tickets. I've used the membership discounts a couple of times. I think I used them off the top of my head at Broadway Dance Center. I've used them at a couple of places getting a massage. I've used the discounts when booking rooms like rehearsal studios at Pearl Studios. I mean, I've used it getting subscriptions at Backstage and Actors Access. The discounts are really great. Personally, though, this is what I think is the most important thing Equity has done for its members. So Equity members have auditions access to over a thousand auditions per year. Whenever you hear me talking about ECCs or EPAs, this is what I mean. Equity has negotiated required auditions for principal and chorus performers. More than 1,300 auditions are posted on Equity's website annually. To sign up for these auditions, you can either use the Equity Member Portal website, which is focused on accessibility and signing up for auditions with ease, or as a member, you can show up to the audition when it starts or for an EPA throughout the day, and chances of getting seen are pretty good. That is another one of the big reasons that I joined. So when I was a non-union actress right after I graduated, it was tough to get seen. And it's gotten even tougher over the last 
two or so years, mostly because there are so many equity members now, and there's just not enough time to see people throughout the day. But once you join the union, you're almost guaranteed to be seen, again, regardless of whether or not the creative team is even looking to cast. If you follow the rules and play your cards right, you are guaranteed a slot of time to perform your audition material in front of either a casting director or a person on the creative team of the specific show that is auditioning, and they are required to sit there and listen to you. Again, that doesn't always mean that the creative team is actually looking to cast. The show might be completely cast. But what's really smart about going to equity course calls and equity principal auditions is that you get to A, practice your material, and B, you get exposure. You get exposure to different creative teams and casting directors. Even if they're not looking to cast a particular show, they can certainly keep you in mind for future or upcoming projects. It's happened to me a few times where I have gone to an EPA or ECC for a certain high-profile show, like a Broadway show or a national tour. Then I've heard nothing for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden I get an email for an audition appointment, mind you, months later, for a show that that specific casting director is casting and I'm almost certain that it's because they know me previously from showing up to the EPAs and ECCs for shows that they've cast. Of course, those are just a couple of benefits of joining the union and those are certainly many of the reasons why I decided to take my equity card. For more information on how to join Actors' Equity Association, literally check out episode one. I don't know how great the audio is. It's probably fine, but it was one of my first episodes that I ever recorded. So check out that one. If you want more information on the benefits of joining Actors' Equity Association, check out episode five. I list out 20 plus benefits on that episode specifically. And if you want some really good stories about how different Broadway film and TV actors joined Actors' Equity Association, like Kristen Chenoweth, Angela Lansbury, Raul Esparza, Harvey Firestein, check out episode eight. I talk about 20 actors that you know and love and how they joined the union. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, share it to your Instagram story, and tag at Actor Aesthetic, because I love to see who's following along with me there. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.